Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, and how are you? Are we all good? Are we all good? Are we all well? Are we all, are we all fit and healthy? <laughs> I hope so. Um, me, I've got to go to work today. This is not good, is it? But you know what? I made... Um, because it was like my last day of the ho my holiday as such. Um, last night we had to eat roast pork. My children love roast dinners. And they had lots of different things with it. So, so lots of different vegetables. Um, roast parsnips, roast potatoes, Yorkshire puddings. Because we have Yorkshire puddings with lots of different things. We don't just have Yorkshire puddings with roast beef. Um, I don't like roast beef, so we don't have that. <laughs> um, but we had roast pork. Oh, my goodness, it was lovely. Um, we had sprouts. We had broccoli, cauliflower, leeks um, and carrots. <laughs> we had five different vegetables. Yum, yum, yum. Um, and then I did, I made a bread and butter pudding. Oh, gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. So... Um, I thought I would give my children a treat because we have bread, butter, pudding and ice cream. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, so because the, it was the last day that I was going to get to spend on my holiday with them, um, I thought I would do them a roast dinner and everything. So very, very nice to them, really, wasn't I? <laughs> and then I've got to go to work today. And then I've got Saturday, Sunday and Monday off because it's a bank holiday. Saturday oh I've got a craft fair so oh excuse me really looking forward to that um okay so before we go any further um nobody has admitted to moving my birthday book tidying it up or moving it or anything and I have looked high and low and cannot find it anywhere um so I'm hoping that I'm going to give it another go and try and find it um because it must be somewhere it can't have just grown legs and run away can it um but it just means that I have all these people's names in my birthday book and I've no idea whether it's their birthdays or not. So I'm going to have to say again, um, apologies if it's your birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday. I hope you get everything you want. I hope you get lots and lots of presents, lots and lots of cake. Um, so I, I just apologise. Um, and when I find it, I will be saying happy belated birthday to anyone that i've missed but I, I if you have got a birthday coming up very very soon please leave me a message um either an email or um, a message on the end of this uh you know on one of these things um oh you can message me on messenger just get me a message so that i can um say happy birthday to you so please right um let's crack on the riddle so the riddle from yesterday was from geo and it was what kind of dress can you not wear um and i got it i i 
got it without looking at the answer. I'm so happy. Never, ever get these things. So it was an address, of course. So there you go. Um, the riddle today is from Andrew. And it says what goes up and down but never moves. Wow. Ooh, ooh. Let's see what goes up and down but never moves. I think I know, but I'm not 100% sure. So if you know the answer, let me know. Um, so... The true or false question yesterday was, true or false, sharks are mammals. Now, I actually got this one wrong because sharks have live babies. So I just assumed that that made them a mammal. However, it did not. That's not the case. They are known as fish simply because they don't have lungs to breathe. They breathe through gills like fish. And um, what was the other reason? I've lost it now. Lost the plot. Um, so do, do, do. Bear with me. There was another reason. Um, oh, they don't feed their babies themselves. There we go. I do apologise for that. Had a blank moment for a minute. Um, so, yeah, so they don't, um, although they have live babies, they don't actually feed them. So they don't have make milk to feed them like m mammals do. So they are fish. I didn't know that until I read that. That is amazing i really thought that sharks were mammals so there we have it um what about this question then is it true or false australia is wider than the moon is that true or is that false Ooh, let us see who knows who knows? <laughs> I do. Um, so there we go. Right. Let us um, uh, find out about some space travel. Somebody asked me a little while ago. One of the questions that I was asked was, um, who was the first person to walk on the moon? And what, uh, when did we first start space travel? Well, I know the answer and I can answer you now. OK, so space travel. The space age basically is when space travel began. They call it the space age and it began all the way back in 1957. So Russia started it all. Well done, Russia. So Russia launched a spacecraft called Sputnik 1 and it went into orbit around the Earth. OK. And it sent radio signals back to Earth for 22 days. Wowzers. And then since then, 
humans have been into space and robot spacecraft have travelled towards the edge of our solar system. Well, there you have it. But the first objects um, launched were satellites. Okay, They are spacecraft, basically, and that circle around and around the Earth in orbit. Soon after Sputnik 1 was launched, Russia sent Sputnik 2 into space and it carried the first ever space traveller, a dog called Laika. In April 1961, Russian pilot Yuri Gagarin became the fastest man alive and the first man in space. He was sent into space at a speed of nearly eight kilometres or five miles per second, not per hour, per second. And he said afterwards the rocket engines were creating the music of the future. <laughs> so in 1968, okay, humans flew around the moon for the first time. And there, so that was seven years after um, the Russian pilot went up there, um, Seven years later, in 1968, humans flew around the moon for the first time and their spacecraft was called Apollo 8. And in July 1969, the year after, Apollo 11 landed on the moon. <gasps> and since then, there have been five manned moon landings. But Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin were the first to walk on the moon. And um, but before, that was in 1969. But in 1963, um, a lady called Valentina Tereshkova was the first woman in space. Wowzers. So there you go. Um space probes what are space probes they're like robotic spacecraft they don't carry people but since the moon landings space probes have explored all the planets in the solar system well except pluto of course because that's no longer a planet but they've visited many of the planet's moons as well how exciting and then they send pictures back um, so we know what it looks like. So two probes called Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 actually have reached the edge of the solar system. They have been travelling for over 30 years and are now heading for the stars. <laughs> Um, and they can be sent, because there's no people on them, they can actually be sent further into space than manned spacecraft. Um, so it, they're better in the way that they can go further 
Um, they can go to places that that you can't send human beings, but they can still take photos and you know little samples of things because if they land, then they kind of take little samples of moon dust and stuff like that. How exciting! It's how we learn. So, um, the International Space Station or ISS is a spacecraft in which people can live for months at a time. So you take rockets and things, take astronauts up to the International Space Station and leave them there. Um, the ISS orbits the Earth at 27,750 kilometres or 17,240 miles per hour. Okay. Um, so it was completed in around nine, uh, 2010, um, but it's just up there and all the people, they just live up there, um, send them up for a, you know, a couple of months, but it's brilliant because they can just stay there. They don't have to, you know, go to one place. So there we have it. Um, so Basically, the key dates are 1957, Sputnik 1 and 2 are launched into orbit. 1961, Yuri Gagarin is the first, or Gagorin, Gagorin, I think, is the first man in space. 1963, so two years later, Valentina Tereshkova is the first woman in space. 1969, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin walk on the moon. 1977, Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 are launched into space. And 1998, the first part of the ISS is launched. In 2000, it wasn't until 2000, so that's not that long ago really, Astronauts live in the ISS for the first time. And in 2007, the Phoenix space probe is sent to Mars. Whoa. So there you have it. That is awesome. Space itself is awesome. If you think about it, it's just like oh, a whole nother world out there, isn't it? <laughs> um right so we have um today what day is it today well it's friday we all know it's friday um it's work day oh it's a school day it's the 25th of august um and it's national kiss and makeup day we don't have to go around and kiss people promise you that but um just if you've fallen out with somebody make it up make friends again um if you've been bearing a a petty grudge for ages just forget about it and think oh well let's be friends again <laughs> so there you go um and it is also national banana split day love banana splits oh, so awesome so there you go. So let us see. That's the only days it is. 
So only a couple of days. So we have um, Andrew. I asked what what everybody likes in their burgers. Jasper, you don't really like burglar burglars. <laughs> burgers even don't like burglars either. <laughs> Andrew, you like cheese and tomato ketchup. I do as well. I don't like tomato ketchup very much, but um, I'd love having cheese in a burger. Sienna, oh my goodness, you like burgers, big burgers, because you like the meat, so the burger. Tomatoes, cheese, lettuce, pineapple and tomato sauce. You like a lot piled in there, don't you? Mind you, I do as well. So, oh, yummy yum. Um, I have a joke from I have a joke from Andrew. I also have some jokes from my son um, who has asked me to read them out and share them with you. Um, so uh, the one from Andrew is why did the robot cross the road? Hmm. Because he was programmed by the chicken. <laughs> I do like that one. Now, these are from my son. So... Please excuse them. He found them all highly amusing. Um, so how do all the oceans say hello to each other? They wave. <laughs> what did one wall say to the other wall? I'll meet you at the corner. Bum, 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 bum. What do you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy bear, of course. What do elves learn in school? The alphabet. And this one made him laugh the most. Also made me laugh because it was quite funny. So, how do you make a tissue dance? Any ideas? You put a little boogie in it. <laughs> that did amuse me. That did really tickled me. Um, so there you go. Those are some jokes that you can share with, um, I don't know, your friends maybe, your parents even, who knows. Um, right, we are going to read. Let's have a look going to read the Enchanted Wood, the next chapter. And it's chapter eight. And it's called Joe and the Magic Snowman, because if you remember from last time, <gasps> Joe disappeared up, up, up through the clouds. Because, um, oh, Moonface's mouth was stuck together to by Toffee, to, he was trying to tell him not to go. But here goes. Moonface was most upset to see Joe disappear. I told him not to. I told him, he groaned. You didn't, sobbed Franny. Your mouth was full of Toffee and all you could say was ooble, ooble, ooble. And how could we know what that meant? Where's Joe now? asked Beth, quite pale with shock. Yes, indeed, where was Joe? 
someone had lifted him right off the ladder up into the land of ice and snow. And there, strangely enough, the moon and the sun were in the sky at the same time, one at one side and the other opposite, both shining with a pale light. Oh, Joe shivered, for it was very cold. He looked up to see what had lifted him off the ladder, and he saw in front of him a big, strange creature. A snowman! He was just like the snowmen Joe had made so often in the winter time, round and fat and white with an old hat stuck on his head and a carrot for his nose. This is luck, said the snowman in a soft, snowy sort of voice. I've been standing by that hole for days, waiting for a seal to come up, and you came. Oh, said Joe, remembering that seals came up to breathe through holes in the ice. That wasn't a water hole. That was the hole that led down to the faraway tree. Um, I want to go back, please. The hole has closed up, said the snowman. Joe looked, and to his great dismay, he saw that a thick layer of ice had formed over the hole. So thick that he knew perfectly well he could never break through it oh whatever shall i do now he said just what i tell you said the snowman with a grin this is splendid in this dull and silent land there is nothing but polar bears and seals and penguins I've often wanted someone to talk to. Oh, how did you get here? asked Joe, wrapping his coat firmly around him, for he was bitterly cold. Ah, said the snowman, that's a long story. I was made by some children long ago, and when they'd finished me, they laughed at me and threw stones at me to break me up. So that night I crept away here and made myself king. But what's the good of being king if you've only got bears and things to talk to? What I want is a really good servant who can talk my language. And now you've come. But I don't want to be your servant, said Joe indignantly. Oh, nonsense, said the snowman, and he gave Joe a push that nearly sent him over. Then, on big, flat, snow feet, he moved forward to where there was a low wall of snow. Make me a good house, he said. Well, I don't know how to said Joe. 
Oh, just cut blocks of this stiff icy snow and build them up one on top of another, said the snowman. When you've finished, I'll give you a warm coat to wear. Then you won't shiver so much. Well, Joe could see that he, he didn't have any choice. He, all he had to do was obey. So he picked up a shovel that was lying by the wall and began to cut big bricks of frozen snow. When he had cut about 20, he stopped and placed them one on top of another until one side of the round house was made. Then he began to cut snow bricks again, wondering all the time how in the world he would ever be able to escape from this strange land. Joe had often built little snow houses of soft snow in his garden at home during the winter. Now he had made a big one with proper snow blocks, as hard as bricks. He quite enjoyed it, though he did wish the girls were there too. When he had finished it and made a nice rounded roof, the snowman came shuffling up. Very nice, he said. Very nice indeed. I can just get in, I think. He squeezed his big snow body inside and threw out a thick coat for Joe, made of wool as soft and as white as the snow all around. Joe put it on very thankfully. Then he tried to squeeze in after the snowman, for he wanted to be out of the cold, icy wind. But... He was so squashed between the snowman and the walls of the snow house that he couldn't breathe. Don't push so, said the snowman disagreeably. Move up. I can't, gasped poor Joe. He felt quite certain that he would be pushed right out of the snow hut through a hole in the wall. Just then there came a curious grunt at the doorway. The snowman called out at once. Is that you, Furry? Oh, take this boy to your home under the ice. He's a nuisance here. He keeps squashing me. Joe looked up to see who Furry was and he saw a great white bear looking in. The bear had a stupid but kind look on his face. Oomph, said the bear and pulled Joe out into the open air. Joe knew it was no use to struggle. Nobody could get away from a bear as big as that. But the bear was certainly very kindly. Oomph, he said to Joe with a loud grunting noise. I don't know what you mean, said Joe. The, boy, the bear said no more. He just took Joe along with him, half carrying the little boy, for Joe found the way very slippery indeed. They came to a hole that led under the ice and snow. The bear pushed Joe down it, and to Joe's enormous surprise, he found there was a big room underneath with five bears there, big and little. It was quite warm there too. Joe was astonished, for there was no heater, of course. Oomph, said all the bears politely. Oomph, said Joe. That pleased the bears very much indeed. They came and shook paws with Joe very solemnly and oomphed all over him. 
Joe liked the look of the bears much more than he liked the look of the snowman. He thought perhaps they might help him to escape from this silly land of ice and snow. Could you tell me the way back to the faraway tree? He asked the bears politely and clearly. The bears looked at one another and then oomphed at Joe. It was quite clear that they didn't understand a word he said. Oh, never mind, said Joe with a sigh, and made up his mind to put up with things until he could see a way to escape. The snowman was a great nuisance. No sooner did Joe settle himself down for a nap, leaning his body against the big, warm body of a bear, than there came a call from the snow house. Hey, boy, come here and play dominoes with me so joe had to go and play dominoes and as the snowman wouldn't let him come into the house because he said he was squashed joe had to sit at the doorway and play and he nearly froze to bits then another time just as he was eating a nice bit of fried fish that one of the bears had kindly cooked for him the snowman shouted to him to come and make a window for his house and Joe had to hurry off and cut a sheet of clear ice to fit into one side of the snow house for a window. Really, that snowman was a perfect nuisance. I wish to goodness I'd never stepped into this silly land, thought Joe a hundred times. It's a good thing the bears are so nice to me. I only wish they would say something else besides oomph. Joe wondered what Beth and Franny were doing. Were they very upset when he didn't come back? Would they go home and tell their father and mother what had happened? Beth and Franny were upset. It had been dreadful to see poor Joe disappear through the cloud like that. Moonface looked very solemn too. He could speak quite well now that he'd swallowed all his toffee. We must rescue him, he said, his face shining like the full moon. How? asked the girls. Oh, I must think, said Moonface, and he shut his eyes. His head swelled up with his thinking. He opened his eyes and nodded his head. We'll go to Goldilocks and the Three Bears, he said. Her bears know the land of ice and snow. She might be able to help Joe that way. Well, where does Goldilocks live? asked Beth in wonder. I thought she was just a fairy tale. Oh, good gracious, no, said Moonface. Come on, we'll have to catch the train. What train? asked Franny in astonishment. Oh, wait and see, said Moonface. Hurry now, go down the slippery slip and wait for me at the bottom. <gasps> They're going to go and find Goldilocks and the three bears. I don't think they live in this land of snow and ice, do you? Hmm. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. I want to know what kind of train it is, though. How exciting. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my goodness me. So you've got lots of jokes there to show, uh, to share with your friends and your mummy and daddy. I'm sure they'll like the tissue one as much as I did. <laughs> um, and I... I'm going to go and I will see you all again tomorrow. But, 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 but make sure 
that you stay safe. Take care even and stay safe, okay? And come back and join me tomorrow. Bye for now.